Please bow with me in prayer. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Everyone loves a good story. Wouldn't you say? And most of us here, if not all of us here, right now, if I asked you, could tell us a good story. In fact, that story might be about you. That story might be from your experience or something that you've experienced recently in particular. You know, think about over the past month or so, Thanksgiving, probably you went to a party, a few parties, and the stories were told at those parties, and Christmas Eve and Christmas, how we constantly are recounting stories, listening to stories, and how those stories become a part of our life. You know, think about th- I think about Thanksgiving and how we were gathered together as family and we told stories from the past and then that became a part of our story, just being together. And how when you're with family and friends at Christmas, how past Christmases come up. Or you tell stories to catch up on your life with each other. But stories are a part of our lives. They make us up. Think about the stories that you watch over Christmas time, on television, sometimes over and over again. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Grinch, A Christmas Carol. You know, there's story after story that we love, we watch, they're part of our lives. They bring back memories. You know, you're going to be part of a story right now that you can recount to other people. This is going to be one of the shortest sermons you've ever heard me preach. Oh, stop it. But you know, really, the whole of the Bible is a story. There's a start to the story in the beginning, Genesis 1-1. And then in Revelation, we go on into eternity. And the story in between is the history, God's history, His story that's for us to come to know, to come to understand, to come to live. Jesus loved telling stories. The parables were all stories that Jesus wove. And most of you, if not all of you, could recount at least one parable and probably several of the parables. Because they're stories and they stick with us. Stories are a part of our lives. You know, think about what you just heard unfold in the Scriptures. Beginning in Genesis with the fall. The fact that Adam and Eve sinned, but we all sin. And how the promise of a Savior in Isaiah. And then we see the birth of Jesus. And the unfolding of His story in the Gospel. And how 
that now brings us salvation when we believe in Him, that we have the power to become His children, as we just heard in John 1. So now we're part of the family, part of the family story. And that's a part of our lives. You know, just for a moment, take the book of Isaiah. Some of the highlights that you can think of that unfold this salvation history in completion. Isaiah chapter 5, which is the story of the vineyard. The vineyard being Israel. A popular story that recounts Israel and what Israel lived. And how they sinned. And then it's reflected in Isaiah's life, in Isaiah 6, when Isaiah has his call. King Uzziah dies, and it unnerves him. And then he's called into this ministry. And then you see in Isaiah 7, Isaiah 9, Isaiah 11, different pieces and puzzles of the promised Messiah. Part of what we read here. But Isaiah 9, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then you get to Isaiah 11 that talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And then later on in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 40 through 53, you have the four servant songs, the suffering servant, which is part of the gospel, part of God's salvation history that we've been able to experience and see in the person of Jesus Christ. It's all story. It's all history. It's all meant to be something we know and understand and make a part of our lives. Now when you think of this whole notion and idea of story, think about one of the reasons why we tell stories, why stories are important to us. We tell some stories because they bring us joy. And we think back in the joy that we experienced and the peace that we have when we reflect on that story. We have pain. And we tell each other of our pain and our struggle that we've gone through. But some of the stories are fun and some of the stories are poignant. But stories are part of our lives. Stories are part of history and it's God's history for us. I want to reflect with you with three notions and ideas of story. First of all, my story. And then our story. And then his story. And how they come together. First of all, my story. I was born in Pittsburgh. Most of you who know me would be able to say that right away. You know that about me. And most of us would begin our story, if we were asked to tell it, where we were born. And then our family of origin. And then we would talk about our education and our experiences and our activities. And if we moved, where we moved to and why, and the different jobs that we had. And all the feelings and the thoughts and the dreams that we had in our lives. Some of what were fulfilled, some weren't. And then our story might take a different turn. Where we marry. And now Meredith's become a part of my story. And the story changes. But all of that is a part of who I am. My story. And when you come to know me, I begin to unfold to you those stories of my life that let you know who I am. And then you tell me stories about your life. 
And that's who you are. And as someone said to me after the first service, they said, I don't really want anyone to know all of my story. And I said, someone does. And he said, oh yeah. But I mean, it's true. The closer we are to someone, the more we want them to know my story. They want, we want them to know me, my life, what I've carried, what I've borne, what I've experienced, what I've enjoyed, what brings me pleasure. All those things that go into making who I am. But I also want them to know me because I want them to know my life has significance. We all want significance. We all want to be loved. We all want to know that we've made a difference somewhere, somehow, to someone. That our life matters. And that's why we tell our story. That's why we need to tell our story. So that we can experience that. But see, my story is not an isolation. My story is really part of the hours of my life. And I don't mean hours as in time. I mean the different groups of hour that I call hour. For example, example, there's an hour that is my family of origin. They shared something with me that was a part of our family, that family at that time. No one else really shared it. No one else at that time outside of friends and family and neighbors was, were a part of that hour. And then I married, and then Meredith and I became our. And then we added children. And they became a part of our hour. And then a couple of them have gotten married. One's even here this morning. And now Natalie's become a part of our. And my friends. My friends are a part of hour. And the more time we spend together, the more that we have to share about hour. Like, for example, the guys that I play golf with. They know part of my life that you won't know. You spend hours together. Four and a half, five hours. And if they're really bad, more than that. And you come to know one another because in the process you share stories, you're spending time together. And then what you share together becomes a part of your story, the hour. See, we're we're part of a church family. We're meant to be connected. We're meant to be community. There's meant to be an hour to St. Luke's, not just somewhere where you go and punch your clock. That part of what being a part of the body of Christ is about is being part of the hour. That we're in community. That we spend time together in small groups. We come to know one another. In Sunday school where we wrestle with God's word together and worship. We're connected. And we become a part of the hour. The Hilton Head Bluffton community is another hour. Our state nation. Think about one hour that everyone who's old enough will remember and it will bind you. 
9-11. How we felt, all of us, in that together. That was an hour that we shared. And my son Daniel, who's with us today, that that really propelled him into the army. And so when we say any war, wars that I've lived through, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, that's a part of the hour too, that our family, our nation, our church, the world has all participated in the Afghanistan war. But even though that's an hour, the only hour that we're not really privy to that Daniel has is with his platoon. That they shared that together. And none of us really can totally relate to what he shared with his men. That there's a bond there that we can't understand. That's an hour. But see, as the body of Christ, as the church, we are meant to be part of the hour. Connected to one another. Part of this community that because we're part of the body of Christ, we understand. And other people not, may not understand, but we understand because we're connected to Him and we're meant to be connected to each other. And think about the hour that Jesus experienced. First, the Trinity. His pre-existence. And then when he was born with Mary and Joseph, who no one could totally understand exactly what they went through. And then the shepherds were brought on board. And they went away telling the story and praising God. They're part of the story. And then the wise men. Then you've got Simeon and Anna, who we heard about this morning. And they become a part of the story. And the community grows. And you've got the disciples And the apostles, the twelve, who lived with Jesus day in, day out for three years. They became a part of the hour which Jesus wanted to model. This is what my body's meant to be like, connected, caring for each other. And then the disciples were at it. See, we're not in isolation, and we're not meant to be in isolation. The only way that my story makes any sense is when I'm connected to another person and I'm sharing it. And we become connected. That's God's design. That you are meant to be part of the community, the body of Christ, involved, connected, building a new story, part of His story. And really, if you think about it, All of history is His. He started it. He created everything. So really, all of history is His story. And He wants you to be personally, directly connected to Him and His story. See, what we read in the Scriptures isn't just meant to be facts that we know. It's meant to be personal knowledge where we are connected to God and we're growing in our relationship with Him. And when we come to know Jesus Christ, that His sacrifice, His love becomes a part of my life. 
And when I understand history, his story, from his perspective, it changes me. That it's not just head knowledge. It's heart knowledge. It's experience. That I'm connected to him and thereby I'm connected to his body. And everything I live is for him. Everything I am is for him. And history for me becomes about his story in all that I do, in all that I am. Is that your life? Do you really understand that's the point and purpose of history and why Jesus came? Not just so you can have head knowledge. That when you see history unfold, you see it as God's history. When you see salvation history unfold, you say, that's a part of who I am. That's my story. Now, I'm sure most of you have heard it said, or you yourself have used the phrase, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right? That's my story and I'm sticking to it. You know, there's ownership there. That's my story. Now, let me just tell you, sometimes when people say that, it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek, you know? They don't really mean it. It's kind of like they just want to tell this story so you let them go and you don't try to force the truth from them. That's sometimes what is going on. They're just trying to dodge something. Or they're making something up. Or they want you to believe something about their lives that may or may not be true. But they're going to stick to their story whether it's true or not. See, when I think about my story, I want my story to be about me. I want it to hold together. And when I think about being connected to the Lord, I want to stick to it. And I wonder how many of us really stick to it. If Jesus Christ is a part of your story, do you stick to it? Or is it a relationship, a story of convenience? A story that's just an intellectual thing, historical facts for you. Or is it a story that has meaning and purpose for your life? That you understand the significance of who Jesus is and why he came. That you understand that he's about love and that he wants to infuse his love in you so that you can love other people in a stronger, more powerful way with total resolve. See, part of my story is that when I was younger, faith was just about rules. That's not story. And many of the stories of the Bible were just that. They were stories that I knew, but they didn't have an impact on my life. And what's happened to me over the years is his story has become more and more a part of my life so that my story and his story go together. That I want to read his word because I want to know him better every day, which is what it's about. 
I'm in a marriage relationship with Meredith. Hopefully we continue to grow in our relationship with each other. My children, their spouses, that we're growing in relationship with one another. That's what God wants for us. And He reveals Himself through His Word. And He reveals Himself to us through other people who are walking with Him. So that my story becomes part of our story that are totally enwrapped in His story and we continue to grow and blossom together. That's what His design and desire for us is. So that my knowledge is not just about God, facts, it's knowing Him. That I know He knows me. And I know He loves me. And I want to know Him. That's really what history is all about. That I become more like Him. And you know what? I'm not there yet. I'm not perfect. My family can vouch for it. But my goal is to become like Him. And the more I spend time with Him. You know how couples start resembling one another? And families have things in common about personality and expressions and all that stuff. That's what we want with Him. That because we spend time with Him, because we know Him, that we become more like Him. And that His story and all of history is salvation story for us. And a part of our lives and my life personally. That's what he wants. And as we come to a close of 2013, and we get close to 2014, and we make that next step, 2013 will be a part of your history. And 2014 can become more and more part of his story if you let him. If you let him. If that's your resolve. See, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And my question is, are you going to stick to it? If you call yourself his, his history, his story, are you going to stick to it? Please bow with me in prayer. Lord God, it's so easy to get wrapped up in ourselves and to live for ourselves instead of living for you and living for others. Lord, all of us have a story because you've given us life. your desire for us is that we would spend eternity with you through the sacrifice and gift of your son Jesus Christ and that his story would be part of our lives and our story and that we would personally know him 
and love him. That he is part of my story. Lord, I pray this year, as this year draws to a close and a new year is about to begin, that we would live with that resolve. That you would be our story. And that we would stick to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name.